0: In, what is it, seven days' time? Uh, seven uh, days' time. September 9th?
1: September 9th. What is that?
0: Are you kidding me? What kind of nerd are you?
1: Well, Rings of Power came out yesterday, so what are you talking about?
0: Well, apparently not Rings of Power, oh, okay. which I thought came out next week.
1: No, both episodes came out yesterday because they're trying to do all of them at the same time. We talked about this last time, <laughs>
0: Yeah, but I thought it was se- – I still have September. It was September so
1: 2nd originally, and then because the first episode, they want it to be they, out in New basic- Zealand at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. September okay. So we've 1st. got
0: the first two episodes.
1: I haven't seen them, though, because I'm watching them tonight.
0: I don't know that – gosh. Well, now I want to sp- – yeah, I got stuff to do and stuff to get done. But I definitely want to watch it. Do you know how long the episodes are?
1: I have avoided a lot.
0: Yeah. And to the be honest thing, I
1: didn't know it was both episode like episode 1 and 2 at the same time.
0: The other thing is too is I just started watching The Boys.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen that
0: yet but everyone's been telling me to watch it. Well, I made were you around when I was talking about it yesterday the discovery that one of the superheroes gets banished to Sandusky, Ohio?
1: I think I've heard that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I found out that one of the writers on the show also wrote for the show Supernatural, which I've never seen but I've heard is fantastic. Oh, the
1: uh, yeah, it's like two two brothers or whatever fighting ghosts or something. I've
0: heard it. So I've heard it's a really yeah. good show. Well, apparently one of the writers graduated from Southview. Oh, in Sylvania, Wow. Yeah. Hmm. So there's two episodes where they really hit, they really hit on Ohio pretty hard. Yeah. And in our area, which is just funny to me, yeah. because it's like his punishment is he, got, he basically gets sent to crime fight in Sandusky, it's Ohio. Middle of nowhere. The middle of nowhere. Yeah. And he's like, so should I do patrol? And he goes, no. Why? <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy's like, so what is there to do with this? Hellhole? And he's like, you're an hour and a half away from Cleveland and an hour and a half away from Toledo. Yeah. We have Cedar Point and the beautiful Lake Erie. <laughs> like the, yeah or you might say majestic like you're here yeah and, and all you can think of the whole time is yeah this was written by somebody who knows exactly what they're doing yeah this that's good <laughs> though that that joke was written for him and us yeah and very good. few people i'm so surprised <laughs>
1: that made it past like cut
0: <laughs> like well dang i thought i was gonna be able to amp you up for for uh oh uh um, i mean
1: i still have seen it so you know i can do you know how
0: badly we've already screwed up all of this, right? Because I did hit record. <laughs> We're talking about September 9th, like this fo- this podcast is coming out on Friday. Oh, yeah. Which would be September 9th, which technically would be today. So to all of this, I have completely ruined <laughs> everything.
1: I forgot to act like it's, <laughs> like it's September 9th.
0: 9th. I, I think this whole screw-up stays in there. It's just Labor saying. Day, guys. I'm
1: sorry. It's
0: a weekend before.
1: It's a short week to
0: next week. We've got a lot going on this week.
1: Yeah, this week. we We just experienced a lot.
0: <laughs> so, hey. Welcome to this episode of the Lighthouse IT Solutions Podcast. I am one of a couple of hosts, Matt are joined by Griffin Ball. Hey, Uh Griffin. Let's talk lots of stuff because we've got kind of some fun things to talk about. Last episode, the feedback from last episode, which is mostly just from me, is (laughs) that it was really depressing. We finished recording and I was like, yo, Doug, that was heavy.
1: Yeah, that's what happens when get all ransomware stuff back in place. I guess that wasn't ransomware; it was more just exploits.
0: <laughs> I do have one breach to talk about. Ooh.
1: So why don't we let's get that out of the
0: way? Why don't we just get that out of the way?
1: Yeah, it'll be the last breach we hear about. It. <laughs> you can pass it on,
0: and <laughs> you heard it here first. We're never gonna have another breach <laughs> to talk about here. <laughs> So, you know, we talk a lot about password managers and the importance of using a password manager to store and randomly generate and do all of this good stuff. As long
1: as it's, you know, behind a two-factor of some sort or something like that. Yeah, 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 exactly. So,
0: you know, listen, it's a very good security practice, but what doesn't help is when one of those companies gets compromised. Oh. But... I have some good news, I have some bad news. Bad news is is that one of the largest password manager is LastPass. Oh yeah. Have just confirmed that there is that they did have somebody compromise or not compromise actually be able to get in and look at their source code so the platform that they use to manage their source code they can tell somebody got in there rooted around in it Mm. and may have even extricated some components of it that system is the source code is completely separated from the customer data so no customer data now they they
1: have the source code to be able to figure out how to (laughs) break in
0: yeah but I think I think you're right. It does this does make things easier for compromise. However, most vulnerabilities are discovered through reverse engineering. Mm-hmm. So vulnerabilities exist whether they are easy to find or not. That's really the big thing about this is one, it really does show us that no matter what you do, compromise is when not if.
1: Yeah, I wonder what the intention was when they went in and did that, because if they just went after the source code, they're probably trying to sell it to, you know, somebody or, who wants to create a competitor. Or, or
0: looking or looking to find out how they do the authentication, you yeah. know. So if you've got your ducks in a row, you're going to look at it and go, okay, these guys are really locked down. But you might find out how do they encrypt things? Is there potential that I can, can I bypass? Like, was it the last episode we talked about that you could just go, oh, yeah, it was the Bitcoin ATMs. Remember? Yeah, that was last episode. You could just type in. An administrative URL yeah. and create a brand new user. Yeah, that was messed up. <laughs> you know, is there something like that that exists? You know, something hard coded yeah. that you can exploit. So, this certainly having access to the source code certainly makes it easier. If you're doing a good job of tightening security. It's no different. I mean, and open source is often used as well by lots of companies. Mm-hmm. So open source is already there. The source code. So this isn't a death knell to LastPass. It is certainly a not great situation.
1: Now they're just forced to be open source.
0: <laughs> now, now they've got to check and see if there's anything, and now they need to overly scrutinize their source code to make yeah. sure what these guys took does not have any good vulnerabilities they really need to figure that part out yeah that's
1: not how you want to release your code
0: it is not yeah you also probably don't want to be oracle
1: well we talked about oracle last episode too man
0: we did yeah but they were auditing TikTok, so i
1: I guarantee this is a little different (laughs) what's going on with them
0: (laughs) they are getting sued by a giant class action lawsuit which i think we kind of talked about this maybe a year or so ago that they had some initiatives. I think you brought it up in the marketing podcast that they are one of these companies that is doing a lot, but they also want to do like photo ID type stuff. This is kind of loosely adjacent to that. They have a platform called ID Graph, which collects data on people. About how many people you think are in the world right now?
1: A little under eight billion.
0: We're a little under eight billion. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've grown a little bit since since I've last checked in, but Oracle. And their data cloud using this ID graph collects data. They have dossiers on five billion people. Oh dude.
1: <laughs> so that's all of India, all of China, all of like the three other bigger ones. know. Yeah. And then probably some more.
0: I mean that's yeah. You're you're I mean, don't don't wow. make fun of my fractions, but you're about what, sixty ish percent or better yeah. of the world's population. And the reason for the class action lawsuit is because it's not just we know that this person exists; it's they have collective data hmm. on you as a person.
1: But they're an infrastructure.
0: Um, well, they also have provider, these analytics. Yeah. So you, you know, think about like advertising networks. You visit a website. You express interest in product X that company that owner of product x reports to that advertising network that you're interested in product x part of the reason you would do that is because you want product x to be showing up in your advertising yeah that gets sent over to say like a facebook or google mm-hmm. which For... usually they're the ones that are managing that data yeah not not really receiving it but that's why when you look up something or you click on an ad it's in Facebook, all yeah. of a sudden you're targeted with ads that are relevant to that. Yeah. Now imagine that there's a company out there crawling every bit of data as they know more about you. Yeah. And they find out you're LinkedIn and then they start crawling. And that's where they say, this is where this really, this is at no point have you consented to Oracle to have and harvest this much data. Here's the issue. United States does not have anything like the GPDR. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of work in here. And just last year, I believe it was last November, Google got off on a class action lawsuit about privacy that pretty much just said, no, this is, you know, you can't really prove what they've done with this. We're not going to honor this. You know, this is this is what this is. But. California does have, as a state...
1: Yeah, there's a little kind of a GDPR. Their own kind of version
0: of GPDR. Yeah. So they're going in and filing under the court of California yeah. to say, listen, these 5 billion people, there is no way that 5 billion people have consented to this level of documentation of their mm. life. Yeah, it's it's one of those, I don't know what's going to happen for this. I think yeah. it's going to be really hard for them to win. But I think the biggest thing they're trying to do is wake people up and say, no, right now there is a company that you don't suspect.
1: I think they're going to get away with saying, well, it's not a tied to their name. It's tied to their ID. There's no way of telling who it is. Like, it's going to be something like that.
0: No, they know exactly who it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, obviously, you know. Oracle's not saying anything. Yeah.
1: but Everything that passes I, through them, man, they're going to be tracking. So
0: are they going to argue, you know, you probably don't see it because we park on the other in the other parking lot here in town when we're coming to the office. But one of the guys here has a camera that points out towards the street, right? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. And some people are like, oh, you can't do that. Oh, well, he's you, totally allowed you to do that. You absolutely can. It's public. Yeah. So is that the question? Is Doesn't, this you know, is the bar has two, <laughs> right? Yeah, that and that wasn't. An, yeah, it's observable behavior. Is it because the internet is kind of sort of a public area? You think it's private, but your data is going through all kinds of public stuff. So that becomes the question: Is are they actually doing something wrong? Is it shady? Absolutely. Do I like it? no
1: do this battle's been around can since I the 90s do anything
0: like, <laughs> but we're now getting to this point where people's lives well yeah the, the, exist online
1: and the amount that that five billion is massive i mean like oh, you said can you that's, imagine what's in there yeah can you
0: imagine what they know about you
1: oh yeah everything man
0: twitter's also kind of i mean they're not having a bad day yet but they're kind of getting there we talked about mudge last week
1: yeah he was the ex-chief
0: security officer was peter let me get his name right here peter exactly. Zacco. so last time we talked mudge kind of blew the whistle on twitter and said listen the things that you're seeing this company talk about they aren't doing yeah They're, they are a security mess there and so i kind of alluded to the fact hey we're just minutes away from this guy getting subpoenaed oh he got subpoenaed so elon <laughs> musk is subpoenaed Much. <laughs> Oh, and there is the least surprising news I can bring to you this week. Yeah. But it is official. Elon Musk has subpoenaed Mudge, Peter Zacco, Um uh-huh. basically testified that, no, listen, these guys are misrepresenting all. They told the F.C. hey, yeah, we're going to do all of this. We're going to set up this you know, committee to make sure we do it. And they're like, no, not only aren't they doing that, but they're hiring people from other countries to spy on the back end of what people are posting. Mm-hmm. like it's it's really fascinating i've seen more and more documents come out about what he is blowing the whistle on and it really does sound messed up you know
1: yeah i mean he will probably help musk's case but like you know i just i don't know i feel like i'm just so over this whole thing man
0: (laughs) do you do you think the twitter mafia though
1: the twitter mafia yeah
0: do you think they come after him
1: is there twitter mafia
0: are, I mean, are you pretending like the Twitter Mafia is not a real thing?
1: <laughs> Maybe the Pinterest Mafia, but...
0: <laughs> so. Dude,
1: Pinterest, Pinterest is getting pretty intense. We'll, we'll talk about that in a moment.
0: Oh, we will. Whoa. Yeah. All right, all right. Well, now I definitely need to, to blow through my stuff because that's really exciting then. I mean, it, so,
1: it's not that exciting to you, but...
0: <laughs> so, so we've started... How about this? We... We started with bad with LastPass. How about we end with the devil? (laughs) The devil. So I'm not a big fan of Block Communications, Block Family. They own a company called Telesystem here Mm. in the Toledo area. And Telesystem is a service provider from the standpoint of they're an internet service provider, data center, all of that. Big massive company, gladly taking people's money, throttled internet, all kinds of great stuff that they do. Tee tongue in cheek. Supreme hold over the local government for some reason. Probably because they have their internet history on file. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, anyway, Telesystem is getting into the cybersecurity market. They've got, they just purchased a cybersecurity provider, like a national company called Threat Protector. They can't all be great, but. This is an interesting move. I'm not saying that I'm surprised by it, but effectively, this threat protector company does manage security. They're what's called an MSSP. Very similar to what we do, except they focus strongly on just the security aspect of companies. And so they've purchased this. And I think what we're going to see, they're not far away from being a competitor. I'm actually surprised that they still aren't. Because you know that they have their, gosh, what's their, they have, a, oh, Brainiacs, their version of Geek Squad. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That still somehow exists, and I don't understand why. That, that's crazy, yeah. So, what I think it is, this is them dipping their toes in the water to being more national as a company.
1: Wow. And they're pretty old. I mean, they've been around years, for a seems. while, yep. yeah. So have we heard, like, anything else other than this is announced as an acquisition? Or is this, like, going to – is the pricing? There's not, know, like...
0: We don't know anything about it other than the, the tele-system. Now, you know, I don't know that this is, you know, something that we, you know, shake in our boots about. But, you know, as, as – from a competition standpoint, it is interesting. I, I don't know what their goals are, but this definitely tells me that they are – Very much looking at a very national growth. I think last year they bought a, what they call a UCAS provider, which is like unified communications phone systems. Mm -hmm. The IP phone systems are called UC systems. And then this is UC as a service. Mm. So they bought a company that is now, actually I think you might've mentioned that they were international. That was it No,
1: I, it said, thir- yeah, VoxNet. It said 38 states. I didn't see oh, any okay. other. Oh, okay.
0: You didn't see any other countries. Yeah. Okay. 38 out of 50 is pretty pretty well-saturated. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that gives them some very strong national clout. Yeah. This cybersecurity company, I think, is based out of Atlanta. So I think that's very national. New so Mexico? I think, is it? Yeah. Yeah. I thought the area code was an Atlanta number. I'm sorry.
1: Threat Protector, an
0: industry-leading cybersecurity provider based in New Mexico. Oh, okay. My apologies. My apologies. They don't list their address on their website, which is always my favorite thing when I'm doing business with a company that I'm convinced is not fly by night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so this could be good for consumers in our area, but I do think this is this is us watching as a local company. And I say local. Uh, block Communications is uh, controls... Things like the Toledo Blade and then whatever. I think there's a, a Pennsylvania newspaper that they have. Mm. So they have a couple of these entities. There's really two two markets that they have typically operated in with Toledo being, I think, mostly their most successful. But we're starting to see Telesystems, our own little local provider, become a little bit more national. Wow. And focusing on delivering those services as such.
1: Well, that's that's interesting. It looks like they will be showcasing threat protectors innovation security solutions at the upcoming MSP summit in uh, in Florida. So that'll be, I guess, when a lot of a lot more news maybe comes out about the acquisition.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: We'll see. I mean,
0: yeah, we'll, we will. I mean, who knows? You never know what they're gonna do with it. Hmm. Okay. It's I'm ready for stuff. some. I'm ready for some exciting stuff. Let's start looking at better. Okay. I want to talk Starlink.
1: I'm fascinated by Starlink.
0: This this Starlink service is great because if you you really don't know what it's like to not have good internet, and, and I'll be honest. Well, I still even, don't
1: have good cell signal in my house. Well, so right. <laughs> I got Wi-Fi calling, so. Yeah,
0: yeah you're good. And fiber. <laughs> so and fiber. Yeah. You live in an area where there's no cell phone signal, but you have fiber internet. It takes
1: so. a while for a text to come in, but, but can I cannot. <laughs>
0: I could download a 10 gig file in seconds. Oh, man, yeah. So Starlink is in the news. We kind of knew that there was a T-Mobile Starlink announcement, and now we got some good details as to what's happening. Yeah. T-Mobile is working with Starlink to create a satellite-based cellular service.
1: Wow. Uh, Yeah, late 2023 is what the launch is supposed to be.
0: It's gonna be awesome. But, but like
1: all, how like that's a hardware limitation on phones though. Like how how is how is a phone gonna link up to these?
0: They're already working. So during the T Mobile Starlink announcement, they announced, hey, you're gonna be able to go practically anywhere. Yeah. And this is all on their
1: pot like their popular plans. You just yep. get enrolled in it. Yep. It's like 5G, you know, you just kinda start you're just gonna get start it. using it. Yep.
0: Yep. I think this is awesome. I, I, lo- I love the idea of this. Uh, I have no yeah. idea.
1: Not relying on cell tower? Like, my, yeah. Th- that's crazy. That's amazing.
0: My, my immediate response is, this is going to be sweet. So what we learned about in the initial meeting, and now we're starting to get more and more and more. In fact, by the time this probably drops, we're going to learn even more. But so far, since this announcement has happened, T-Mobile said, hey, we're already working on hardware for this new service, blah, blah, blah. Then we find out Apple confirms that the uh, is that the iPhone 14 is being tested wow. with cellular capability. That's or next gen. Cell- that's the one that's coming, coming out soon. in the
1: next couple months.
0: Which don't. Don't get me wrong. It's not coming out with the 14, but I think what they're doing is kind of like how I wonder if there's going to be like a 14S or something. Yeah,
1: something that can connect to it, but they're testing, Yeah, Yeah. That means the 15, though, will probably have it. So it'll have USB-C and Starlight. <laughs> Starlight.
0: That is, Could you're really... right. The, we, we also know that the iPhone 14, because 15. of your, oh, it's the 15, 15 only. You're right. Yep, you're right. right. Sorry. We'll have to move to USB-C because of European laws, right? Yep.
1: Yep. USB 4 got announced, though.
0: By I didn't way. see this. Yeah.
1: That's going to be nuts. It's I mean it's classic like twice the amount of speed of USB 3.2 or whatever the most recent one is. So,
0: which I don't have any performance issues with how 3.1 works.
1: No, it's great.
0: <laughs> it's it's like 6 gigabits or, two, or no. No, I think USB 3.1 was like 10 gigabit per second, which is by the way faster than most SATA drives. Yeah, it's absurd. Like your internal Bus speed 3.2 is a
1: max of 20 gigabits per second. 3.2 is
0: 3.1 is dependent on the connector, I think.
1: Yeah, I don't see a it's up so the connection itself through point the 3.1 connection is 10 gigabits. So, okay, yeah, but that's 3.1 gen 2.
0: (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. fair enough.
1: (laughs) 3.1.2. So, as of July 2022. There is two thousand nine hundred Starlink satellites in orbit, so there's probably about three thousand now. But But I
0: I, don't think they can use the same ones that do cellular, because we also learned from Starlink that they are getting ready to launch the first of these cellular-capable satellites within the next couple weeks.
1: Is that one that like routes something or something, or, or is it multiple that replace it or? I feel like that would be a waste to just not be able to use the normal star, Starlight yeah, ones.
0: I don't know. I wish I knew the answer to that, but all I can tell you is, it's going to be shooting gamma rays at the Earth. No,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be 5G all over again.
0: I don't know. I, I've heard that the satellite is massive. Really? Yeah. Compared to the other ones.
1: That's awesome. So it's not as big as the Artemis one, but.
0: <laughs> so we'll we'll see, um, or the Death Star. Wow. <laughs>
1: I don't think the Arbus one actually launched yet. I think that's not happening today.
0: Uh, yeah, because what is, what? what's the name of the Starlink one? Is it Blue Wave or something? <laughs> I have no idea.
1: So Apple, Android will both allow us to have connectivity to Starlink. Yep, we also heard from Android this, this few generations or recently
0: so. as well that Android yeah. is, is like, which that one was not the one that, when T-Mobile said, hey, we're close to having devices ready for That alone, for it, yeah. I'm like, oh, I was like, okay. It's that, Android. Yeah. But Apple, Apple came out separately me. and said, "No, we're testing on the on the iPhone 14 as well." They can't miss
1: out on that, though. They've got to get it as early as possible. So,
0: well, except it's only T-Mobile. How much of their well, market it'll, space
1: is that because of Starlink making a contract with them or something? Though, like I'm sure that'll it'll expand.
0: So, of course, I finally moved away from T-Mobile. How many years ago? Yeah, and, and switched to Verizon because of cell phone coverage. But and now, finally, like yeah. it would have been the jokes on me. Here I we are. I think I know
1: one person with T Mobile,
0: and we could never get a hold of him. Yeah, because of his Chinese <laughs> phone, it doesn't do push notifications. Yeah,
1: ridiculous. So, speaking of Chinese
0: phones, <laughs> China in general, I guess. I like it. I like it. Let's keep going.
1: So, ByteDance, Dance, we talk about Byte Dance a lot. This is the people who uh, created TikTok or. Rather, they bought musically and created the U.S. branch of TikTok. They just bought Bandcamp, all this stuff. Well, they're quietly kind of launching a, a search app in China because, well, Google doesn't exist in China, so they're going directly after like Baidu and all those kind of bigger Chinese ones. But they're they're doing it in the way that Google started, which is no ads, no ads in the search at all. Really, ByteDance has the money <laughs> to do this do you so, think
0: that there might be some government dollars
1: possibly it's china man who knows
0: i mean maybe that's part of the uh hey we won't do advertising we'll generate lots of stuff and you can filter your content yeah. filter our content to your heart's yeah. content
1: let's not put Tiananmen square in there sweet <laughs> like who knows
0: man that's a hot take right there isn't it
1: well i mean but this is funny because this is not the first time that they've done this They've actually created a dedicated search product prior to this. I'm not going to pronounce it. It's like 2TO. I don't know what that is. but Yeah, and, they, and it comes uh, days after Trins, Trins, Trinsent, uh shut down their search app. So basically Baidu was the only one now that's kind of still there, and they're going right and after Baidu
0: is huge. Yeah. And I think people forget there's, what, 2 billion people or something crazy in China?
1: Yeah, there's 1.5 probably. Yeah. Uh, Billion.
0: Well, I thought India was like one and a half.
1: India and, and China are nearly the are same. They? Yeah.
0: So I know we can sit here and be like, why would you want to be in that market? It's one country. Okay. But it's one really big country. Yeah.
1: It's massive, man. India's population is 1.4 billion. China's is...
0: No babies, no babies, no babies.
1: Also 1.4? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, they're going to... China's overtaking India. That's not what I not
0: thought. Not what I thought. All right, all right. I learned something to <laughs> USA
1: is like probably 400 million. So Exactly. Yeah. 332 million. Yeah. Woof. Where as, do as we even
0: rank on this?
1: I, I think we're still third. Would like, we funny we be, I guess from a
0: country standpoint. Yeah. But just think, we're in third with a third less people. Yeah. It, that, it's number one and number two.
1: It's crazy to think about how the U.S.'s economy is bigger than everybody else's in the world, and yet they have literally a billion more people in both of those countries. A
0: billion. But India's got the connotation of, and there is a bit of reality, there's a lot of lot of poverty in India. And China. There's, there's a lot of, there really isn't a middle class like there is. I mean, there is. But the the distance between the poverty line and the yeah. middle class, is pretty substantial in both of those countries.
1: Yeah. So, China, then India, then United States, and the uh, the scary part is is the density, which China is massive, but a lot of it's desert. Yep. But they still have 147 per kilometer squared. India is 431, and United States is just 36. <laughs> <laughs> Like that's that's crazy.
0: We got lots <laughs> tightly of packed. Man, we got lots of elbow room. Yeah,
1: they, they are tightly. Even packed.
0: if I don't feel like it, some days.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they're, they're launching a search app. It's pretty crazy. The other thing that's going crazy with TikTok is, weirdly, has to do with Pinterest. But of course, TikTok is the really? trend-setting place nowadays. But Pinterest is doing some pretty cool stuff. They, you know, we talked about last time they did. They've um, got that
0: new CEO who's really got some good ideas. He's got some
1: good ideas, and he's really changing Pinterest around to what better. it should
0: have been from the beginning.
1: Yeah. So they are on track to do this whole so, kind of like social e-commerce, basically. Where they're a social app, but they're trying to t- turn it into an e-commerce platform, which obviously, man, I mean, t- or Pinterest is, is it's perfect always, for that.
0: It always should have been. Yeah, I I always thought, uh, and I and I mean this, but I always thought that Pinterest was just being Pinterest to gain users, but the whole way they were going to monetize the platform was to allow you to sell eventually. Yeah, I always thought that was part of their brand strategy. And here and we that are. It never happened.
1: Yeah, took I don't even know how many years. More than twelve, probably. Pinterest yeah. has probably been mid.
0: But like, right? Like you would yeah. think. Hey, I know why you're not trying to convince people to sell on here. You're really just trying to get that. You're the same way. Like Facebook didn't do advertising; they just had capital investors. Yeah. But everybody knew what they had for data. Like, and they kept saying, "Oh, we're looking into advertising. You know, so everybody just knew, yeah. and and we knew they were going to sell our data, and just like Pinterest. I always felt like they're going to get people to be jealous about the things that you're making. And then I'm going to say, why don't you just make a button so you can sell?
1: And and then that's what's happening. It's exciting.
0: They never did. And so then what happened? Etsy shows yeah, up. Yeah,
1: every other competitor started just absolutely literally, destroying them.
0: Literally, Etsy shows up yeah. to say, hey, we're like Pinterest, but you can, you can buy this stuff. And you're like, <laughs> oh. And Pinterest is still just standing there. Yeah,
1: That new CEO, man, he's doing a lot. It's like Jim Ready or something like that is his name. So have you ever heard of Shuffles? No. Well, Shuffles, uh, despite being an invite-only app still, so it's kind of in beta, it has some of the biggest downloads on both Apple and Google stores. So this is a Gen Z fad right now that is probably not going to go around so what they're doing is this this shuffle app this allows you to take images and cut out specific portions of the images and then create like former
0: boyfriends i mean girlfriends
1: (laughs) sure yeah yeah (laughs) so what they're doing is they're basically creating these little like mood boards and then they're setting music to it and then putting it on tiktok what's happening though is pinterest is getting an absurd amount of users because of this and they're looking at products this is this is just a way for people to engage with products (laughs) like so it's kind of like that amazon thing where like you know they're cloned reels and tiktok philosophy where you could like you know here's a guy grilling and here's all the products in it except now you can cut out those projects put it in a collage and then you know share with your friends
0: sweet
1: yeah but i love brilliant man i love
0: that they're called mood boards but you know what's genius is is what people call
1: them mood boards yeah
0: oh okay okay yeah so what's genius to me though is all of these other companies are making their own version of the product. And Pinterest is saying, well, no, we're just going to make it so you can post it on TikTok. Uh, yeah. <laughs> genius. Yeah.
1: it's Why it's reinvent
0: good. the wheel? When everybody's in-
1: already in that yeah place, yeah. Yeah. It, it's good. So people are downloading Shuffle, making collages, posting on TikTok. And then it's an invite-only thing, so people who are interested are like, yeah send me the link basically <laughs> so gen z is just absolutely knitted up and uh, first launched in july 2022 so i didn't even i missed the whole thing but again it's an invite only so it's not really even a launch it's kind of just but also a, a you're 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 not yeah and i totally overlooked a collage app <laughs> like who cares <laughs> but it got huge man still huge it's it's gonna it's probably gonna launch and get even bigger and here we are shuffle look it up but it, it, it's funny that an invite-only app got to, one, you know, number 10, I think, spot on App Store for, like, a whole month. It's crazy.
0: Because especially when you think about how many of those are pretty much the same apps to be on the top 10.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, TikTok's on there. You know, Minecraft's on there. like
0: All of the dating it's all, apps. All this, all the same stuff, yeah. Yeah, it's all the social media.
1: So Pinterest is doing awesome. The other thing I'm kind of worried about is this... And I'm going to butcher this name, but it's Pinduoduo. And it is a Chinese e-commerce company that is massive, like just absurdly massive. And they are entering the U.S. and absolutely challenging Amazon. So we're going to be hearing about, a lot about it. They launched in 2015, and they got to be one of the biggest. They are in direct competition with Alibaba. And uh, they basically stole the whole like fast fashion thing that like, Shin's doing. yeah. They got huge because of it. They are seeing that Shin is doing way better in America than China. And they're like, oh, cool. Let's do the same thing. We're going to absolutely steal the model. That
0: company is incredible how fast that one's grown. I know we've, we've over talked on that. Yeah. But that's just because of their growth rate.
1: But so this Pin Duo Duo is doing some interesting things. They're doing stuff very different than Amazon outside of like social and video game elements that they're trying to bring to e commerce because Amazon's doing that. They've been doing group buying models. So kind of like the mass drops of the world where it's yeah. just you know let's let's all buy a product together and get it at a discount and that's absolutely been working in china so they're going to try and see if it works in america too
0: it, it is fascinating what you can do through alibaba and yeah that and the like because you literally could find a product that some company's making and just buy it and then put it in your own packaging and pretend like it's yours
1: yep it's crazy, and, and there's no rules.
0: <laughs> before you used to know somebody, you used to have to know somebody who could get you in there, yeah, so you could get it. And this is just a like Alibaba is just a work. Mm-hmm. It's just a a website that you visit. And you go, here's your pricing for ten thousand. Yeah, you don't. They don't silk screen. They don't do anything. Or you can reach out and say, hey, we want to make our own product. We're, we're
1: wearing headphones that are probably from that exact. Local. I absolutely guarantee that's yeah. the case. Yeah, yep. especially because my right ear just went out.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, because these look remarkably like Ars Technica's. And that's the same, I figured, figured that's it, it's, it's yeah. totally a generic version, yeah, it's that's... totally knockoff of Ars Technica.
1: So, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, pinduo Duo, but it, in general, we're about to hear a lot about this company if they don't change their name.
0: Here, I'm going to throw in an alternate Pendua Duo. Pendua Duo. I'm I, not I don't know Chinese
1: pronunciations. So Mandarin's a little odd for me.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to pretend that it's correct. But now, potentially, between the two of us, one of two things happen in it. One of them's right. One of them is right, or we both look stupid.
1: <laughs> Again, neither of us speak Mandarin.
0: <laughs> not I'm anymore. Sorry. Not ever since I got hit on the head.
1: <laughs> of course, of course. I lost it all.
0: Totally lost it all.
1: You know who's losing it all? Snap. Snap. No. The creators of Snapchat and all that, yeah, they are laying off twenty percent of their employees. That is a lot. And yeah, their stock has declined eighty th- percent.
0: That's making it to their stories. The <laughs> last day, Snap. last day.
1: <laughs> Dude, their stock went down eighty percent this year, though. Oh, yeah. So basically, all the cool stuff that I've talked about with Snap in the last year is gone. The team who's the doing AR all the things gone, all the mini games and apps that they wanted. That's all gonna be gone the all the team there's gonna be layoffs in the hardware division so their ar spectacle glasses we talked about that cool Pixi and the camera pixie camera drone no canceled
0: the pixie's canceled yep i was gonna actually buy one Hey,
1: there it is i mean
0: i wasn't going to buy one that's <laughs> ridiculous but i was gonna buy one
1: all gone man yeah so basically in march 2020 so you i know, never
0: got one yeah do you think you think i could get them on sale because didn't the pixie go on sale
1: it was there for two months, I think.
0: Did you see this thing with so, the Spotify thing? Have you seen, We'll come back. We'll come back to that. I don't
1: even know what that one is.
0: Spotify's got a little thing a bobber that they're trying to sell. It's called the thing. Yes.
1: Yeah, I know what that is. Yeah, it's basically an in car like. Just a controller. Controller for yeah.
0: Why do I want one? You no, know I mean like, why do I want one? I don't I want know. One. I want one.
1: It's but just, why do I want? It's one? just your little dashboard, your little console, your infotainment center. If that's cool if you don't have one in your car.
0: Yeah, but I could also for the same amount of money go to Mazda and have them install AirPlay on my on my car.
1: Yeah. You could just do that. But
0: the thing goes between two cars.
1: That's true, yeah. It is.
0: My Honda's got Pandora though. So oh, there you go. Yeah. Cuz I haven't used that since they got bought by Sirius.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, snap. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs>
0: So they're laying and out 20, a whole bunch of people, and and hundreds of thousands of people, probably or twenty thousand people, probably lost their job or whatever. What
1: What happened was they they basically came out of the came out of the pandemic with an absurd amount of people, and it just wasn't sustainable. So, that's that's pretty much what happened. Snap's user base though is still you know pretty large. I mean, it's three hundred and forty seven million daily users, and for instance, Twitter is only two hundred and thirty eight. So it's like you guys grew a ton and then you just didn't make the right decisions. And now you're at a place where you're just completely dying. there.
0: There's is hard though. Cause they're kind of doing their product does exactly what it needs to do.
1: It's just that people are moving, moving to TikTok, moving away, and interested just, in other things. It's just one of those things, man. And,
0: and it's what we've always talked about. You will always be popular in certain demographics, but once the parents show up or the grownups, uh, you know, the, the generation yeah. before you, Is always going to be on the. Oh, I want to keep up with my grandson. Uh, I'm going to get on Snapchat. You know, and then so once grandma gets to Snapchat, you're done.
1: And I think these like the Be Real app we talked about last time. God,
0: I hate that. I that is the stupidest idea for an app. They
1: have absolutely, I think, uh, made it so like Snap is kind of yeah. Because a lot of people use Snapchat to just stay in conversation with like long distance people, whatever. And here we are with a app that's kind of more natural. Yeah. You know, it gives you ever once a day gives you a prompt to take a photo within 2 minutes. That type of things a little bit more like I don't know, fun for the kids. So, oh,
0: now I now I have a reason to just take a photo instead of taking yeah. 50,000 photos a day. Too much. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know where none of this nonsense is? It's Under the sea.
1: What what the heck are you talking
0: about? <laughs> I'm saying that maybe we should move under the sea. Now the one big thing, Griff can I ask you, what is, one, what is one thing that keeps you from just going and moving to a life under the sea?
1: The big oil pipelines that are really scary when they have like a crack in them and a whole crab gets sucked into it.
0: Okay, What else would there be? What's, what's your second thing?
1: <laughs> uh, hurricanes.
0: <laughs> That's only if you're in the Atlantic. Pacific, they're called typhoons. <laughs> well, listen, I'll tell you what it is. It's that you can't really text message underwater.
1: Dude, I have no idea where you're going still with this. You have you no idea where you can't text message underwater. You can't text message underwater. I mean, that's probably Did true. You know yeah. that?
0: Because, well, for one, water is very dense, so the radio waves don't really permeate it very Correct. well. Correct. Yeah. So if you're underwater, you can't just pop open iMessage or snap open a snap. Yeah. So what if you're down underwater and you want to send a message to your buddy that's also underwater? What do you
1: do? Start clicking with your mouth, man, making sonar, cut kind off sounds, <laughs> use some echolocation.
0: You're not far <laughs> off. You're not far off. Sound waves carry extraordinarily well underwater, and yeah. that's why dolphins use it to communicate.
1: Whales and uh,
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... What if I told you there's an app? There's an app designed to message underwater. And what makes it really cool is it doesn't really require any special hardware. Any mm. phone
1: will work. So it uses a speaker probably.
0: Provided. Okay. <laughs> that you put your phone in a waterproof case. Well, I mean. That is certified up to the dive level. Yeah. I
1: like, mean, honestly, iPhones now, even most Androids are, or not most Androids, most Samsung specifically are IPS 68, which is like. Ten meters down is waterproof.
0: Fair enough. It's but pretty yeah, pretty yeah. far. Yeah. So you could, you know. So what you do with these now is you can you can install this app. Let me get the. I think it's just got yeah, the Aqua, Aqua app. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm Should curious to hear it? what it
1: sounds like above. I don't,
0: I don't think it's public yet. Oh, I don't okay. think. Let me double check. So anyway, Aqua app is an app that's designed, and one of the thing that's really cool. So yes, it uses the microphone and speaker on your phone to transmit effectively communication through the depths. Through the depths. Now, one of the things though that they've said, here's your issue, the water itself could have interference plus the message, however it gets to you, it's all based on the radio waves going, could actually get to you through reflection
1: yeah not you'd be sending direct. your own text
0: <laughs> so then how do you how do you compensate for all of this yeah. but they said they've devised a system that has in addition to the message data itself effectively calibration data to say that way you could say look okay you're speaking too quietly i can't hear you and then your your phone could say increase the volume Wow, weird! Or provide feedback to the user mm-hmm. so that that message can get. I mean, to this the
1: other. is definitely more like walkie-talkie style. You can't it be is. more than like well, a cause few because you miles. know, underwater, you know,
0: yeah. you you have, you have to use hand signals. And yeah,
1: and this is definitely a niche market. This is like <laughs> literally <laughs> divers and who else?
0: <laughs> but think about it. I yeah. could live underwater,
1: <laughs> dude. Like a boat's gonna go by, and you're not gonna be able to like the signals disrupted. Like that's yeah, so maybe. weird.
0: Well, maybe, but. Honestly, how, how close to the surface? If you're that close to the surface, I reckon you probably would still have cell phone signal. You're not excited this about this? Text
1: to go underwater.
0: Are you, <laughs> why aren't you excited about this? this it's a really cool
1: idea. I wonder.
0: The world is going completely uh, to heck in a handbasket. I can move <laughs> underwater. <gasps> And still text message. Oh, man. I've got my life all figured out. I think it's genius. A lot of the project is open source, too, so that they can have people. It's a lot of cool like
1: like engineer like software engineering to figure out how to make it work. I like that a lot. I just don't know who the heck's going to use it.
0: The other problem that I did have with it is it is called the Aqua app, which don't Google it because it's just Aqua app comes up as an app to let you buy water online. But, yeah, so right now it's kind of in that, you know, it's not officially out. They're, they're still developing it, but but it seems to be working. They seem to have a lot of problems figured out, and they're looking for contributors to help with it. So soon. Soon. Listen, you can keep laughing, but maybe it's better down where it's wetter. Sure. Griff, take Keeping it from me. <laughs> Up on the land, they work all day. I've got one final story to talk about because i think this is kind of cool i don't fully understand exactly what they're doing but do you see android is looking at doing cross device experiences
1: Mm, no what does that entail that could mean a lot of things
0: so the idea and the example that was portrayed was really cool but the idea is that you can communicate and share experiences share data with nearby devices and whether that's projecting sort of like an airplay-type situation so you could share your screen. But it goes above and beyond that where you could also share an experience. Have you ever like sat at a restaurant and everybody's trying to look at the menu online or whatever? Mm-hmm. Or uh, Jimmy John's, you know when we used to do Jimmy John's orders? Yeah, kind and of you, group orders. You do the group orders? Mm-hmm. Well, what if... What you did is you were nearby the device and the person starts the order and it shoots the app experience to all of your phones and everybody can use their own phone. Instead of passing the phone around yeah, yeah. or doing that, you you don't you wouldn't have to even the, their hope is to get to a point where someday you wouldn't even have to have an app installed. Oh
1: man, this is the this is the future. Yeah. And
0: and so my phone huh. would basically run the app. Your phone would just fill in the information and then but it's all handled by my phone.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely cool. I want, I want that. I
0: think that's awesome for mm-hmm. shared experiences. Yeah, you don't have to download anything. You wouldn't have to mess around with anything. You just sort of do your deal, and then that goes I,
1: way above like food orders too, though. Like that's. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: The Jack in the Box games. Yeah, we or not Jackbox games.
1: Yeah, things like that. Yeah. Those yeah, are sweet. Sharing photos, anything. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, I didn't even think about some of that, but yeah, just these, these, these short, short distances interactions you you could easily do
1: that's cool in theory but how the heck does that gonna work
0: so they are working on a sdk and to start they're really focusing on android based devices obviously because it's their thing yeah but their goal set is anything is to try to interact with anything and everything so we're not even just talking about ios we're talking about smart tvs we're talking about you know internet of things devices the iot stuff You'd be able to share content to pretty much. Uh, oh, and they said that Windows PCs would probably be number two on their list after they get Androids. Ooh. It'll be the first of it. So yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot there.
1: Dude, my any sort of connection between my phone, my iPhone, and a Windows PC, I want that so bad.
0: Yeah, but do you want that for iMessage or do you want that oh. for? <laughs> yeah, I have said this. I think you. I think we've talked about this ad nauseum. Yeah, I would pay. Yeah, an app to
1: have iMessage on
0: Windows I would pay Apple a service to be able to – because, yeah, I get it. I get it. You want me to buy a Mac, but I can't. But, dude. For lots of reasons, I can't own a Mac. And
1: just shut up and take my money if it's this (laughs) though.
0: But I loved iMessage on my computer because it was easy to – because I could text and what? I could iMessage. Last and... time
1: we talked about this was the announcement of FaceTime going to browsers for
0: you could invite people who were not. Yeah, yeah.
1: so you could use PC and stuff. Yeah,
0: I so, know, man. I know. Make me pay. I will gladly do it. I would love that. Why don't they have just like be a browser? Texter.
1: Like you, I can sign into my cloud, my iCloud, and then open up messages, and then boom, I could just use it there. That'd because be so much cooler.
0: That's an open environment.
1: <sighs> it's crazy. Apple. You know, gosh,
0: Apple stop
1: being a trillion dollar company <laughs>
0: stop being a trillion dollar company oh
1: well this is sweet though i'm really happy that this is a great step forward
0: i love this idea i think this is this takes your airplay or the cast to screen mm-hmm. or any of those and a just whole new level brand new level i yeah. love it i can't wait mm-hmm. so expect to see it on android and chrome device chromebook devices first and then windows is really close you say that, but they've already got it functional on Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, and something else. Did I put that in the notes? No, I didn't. If you take a look at the link that I've got in there, they they said that they've got the the base SDK working with Bluetooth and Wi-Fi for sure. And I think there was some other stuff. Cellulars kind of think planned and all that.
1: Wow. Okay. Does it have a name or anything, or is it just kind of...
0: no No fancy code name. Cool. Why not?
1: Yeah.
0: I think that's it, Griff.
1: That's it, man. We... I got... I got all my stuff taken care of. You got all your stuff taken care of.
0: Man. It's a good thing that we had a long weekend last weekend. So we had to relax after coming back to all of this, right?
1: I think that bruise has already been given up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's right. We need this I think we open we opened that up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, listen. I think that does it for this episode of the Lighthouse IT Solutions Podcast. Um, of course, if you have any questions or you want to see any of the information or show notes that we've got about any of the information we talked about here, you can go to lighthousesol.com forward slash podcast. But of course, if you go to the just normal blog, you can see all of the stuff that Griff and his team as well as ours talk about um, going online. We, we cover a ton of stuff. We just pick things that really catch our attention. We pull them out to share with you, talk about, and enjoy. So for all of us, we hope that last weekend you had a great time if you're in the US just taking that extra long weekend. Um, Got to stop wearing white. (laughs) I stopped wearing white a long time ago. So until next time, I think it's important for you to be cool
1: about fire safety.
0: Be cool about fire safety. (laughs) And we'll catch you next time on the next episode of the Lighthouse IT Solutions Podcast.